welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Friday. I'm really looking forward to Friday today. May 26th, got a long holiday weekend coming up. Weather's fantastic. Life is good. We're going to have some fun here this morning, and then we'll get on with the weekend. So jump in and join us. Here's the schedule for today, and I'm going to spend a little time talking about the schedule. We've thrown people into a tizzy this week. So the schedule for today, this first hour is a free-for-all. Anything goes. We will try to manage the calls so we don't leave anybody hanging on hold. We'll get better at turning off the phone line. So I, I hate leaving people there that were on hold. So we'll, we'll try to manage that a little better. After that hour, we go immediately to Twitter for trucking technology and efficiency. I've got uh, Joel, Henry, and I believe Jamie joining me today. We're doing that from Twitter Spaces. Before you freak out, let me talk about Twitter Spaces again and our shows and our schedule. The schedule itself and using Twitter Spaces is here to stay for now. And there's a lot of reasons. It will be a little chaotic for a while, but only because we really want to work out the best schedule possible. It's the only way we can do it. We just got to go through some pain. We'll get this figured out. We want to be able to add more shows. I want to be able to do more shows, but we just have to get the schedule right. We're working on that. Now, a lot of people freaked out. Why are you doing Twitter spaces? You built your own app. We, we have to go to Twitter to listen. No, you don't. I solved that. I said I would. Took me a week. I, I'm not kidding. I solved it about 30 seconds before we started our Twitter space yesterday. Uh, in between when we were live on the app and then we went to Twitter, the cable came that I had been waiting for. I hooked it up. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to get this figured out before the show starts, but I did. And our Twitter space was live yesterday. If you were listening on the app yesterday, you got to hear the Twitter space as it was happening. We've figured out the recording of Twitter spaces. So that got done yesterday. And Aaron is busy working on a process so that the Twitter spaces get added to the app, usually within 24 to 48 hours after the event's over. Then it's on the app forever. You can listen to it for whenever you want. We're working on automation for all of this so that those shows will be available within minutes after they end. So, as a listener, you don't have to go join Twitter. You don't have to do anything different. You'll still hear the show on the app like you always do, or you can listen to it later on the app. So nothing changes for you. You'll notice that spaces are different than our regular show. That's the point. I believe that spaces is a better... now. At some point, I, I believe we'll be able to do this all on our own app. We may continue to use spaces, though. We have got to grow our tribe. We have to. Since we left Sirius, it has been a, a slow decline of revenue for us. And I, we can't do this much longer. We're putting out a ton of money right now, spending a lot to get all of this infrastructure up. We're spending a ton on programming. And because we're focused on that and we don't have that reach of Sirius anymore, which brought in new listeners constantly, our tribe is shrinking. 
That's what happens in business. You're either growing or you're shrinking. There really isn't much in between. And in essence, we were shrinking for a year. People retire, people get out of trucking. And if you don't have new users constantly, you will start to shrink and and we can't do that. So we've got to take a little bit of our focus off of content and building out our platform. And we've got to start bringing in new listeners. You can help us with that. Tell people, share things on social media, retweet our stuff if you are on Twitter. We've got to grow this or or this may not exist. Uh, I'm not saying this to get anybody to go buy a bunch of stuff. I'm just letting you know why we are doing things the way we're doing them. If all we did was build our app and our private websites where you have to pay and nobody knows about those, we would not be attracting any new listeners whatsoever. Just maybe some referrals and things like that. We have got to get our material out in other places to reach new people. And right now, Twitter by far is the best. We, within the last couple of weeks, just starting the spaces and me being really active posting uh, and getting more active in the trucking community on Twitter, we're starting to see some new growth already. And we need that. It will, it will benefit all of us. The more support and listeners we have, the more we're able to offer free the way we do now. All, the, all of our radio time right now is free. That's going to end soon. The model that we're working on, I've talked about it before, we're still tweaking it, is we want to provide at least one hour of content every day free. And again, that's part of marketing. If we locked it all down just for subscribers, again, people aren't hearing our content. So the plan is, one hour every day free, and that hour will be broadcast everywhere we can find to post it. The rest of the content will be paid. You will have to be a subscriber. We're trying to put together packages that are really inclusive of a lot of our services and give you a couple different options on pricing. We want to keep this really inexpensive, and that's why we need more people. If we had only a thousand listeners and that was all we were ever going to have, we'd have to charge everybody 50 or $60 a month. If we have 10,000 listeners, that price can come down by 10. If we have a hundred thousand listeners, our subscriptions can get even cheaper. And we will do that as we're able to, as we have more and more followers and subscribers and where you have more of that steady revenue coming in, we can keep the cost of that down, maybe even lower it at times. So that's our model. That's why we're using Twitter. The other reason, and and this is why today's show, Trucking Technology and Efficiency, is going to originate from Twitter. It's because we want lots and lots of guests and co-hosts on that show. Today we have three we, we could have 10. We could get all of our fuel mileage superstars in there. They all have different trucks, different configurations, different options. There are things we can learn from all of them. I couldn't do it on our current setup. Two or three guests is really pushing the limit. We've, we see it on the Power Hour every week. I, I end up not being as involved in the show as I want to be because I'm constantly fighting with my audio board and trying to keep audio levels correct. Twitter space does that all. We can have 10 people there. Their volumes are all 
really perfect. We've been really impressed with the sound quality and all it takes for somebody to be a guest, a co-host, a speaker in there is their phone. Nothing else, no other equipment, no technology issues that, that we're fighting with with our remote guests right now. So it's not perfect. We're, we're building our app out to be able to do a lot of this, but right now it is the best tool available. We, we still get audio dropouts on Twitter. I drop out almost every space. I think maybe I have dropped out every space. The good news is I figured out how to get back in fairly quickly and nothing happens when I drop out other than the other speakers just keep going. It's a big conference call. That's the beauty of this. We'll be able to allow our, our guest host and our co-host to do their own shows without me being there at all if it's run from Twitter. So like it or not, and I know a lot of people have, have um, voiced their displeasure, and, and I don't mind that, by the way. I'm not complaining. I want that kind of feedback. And, and everybody has been really respectful. They haven't been nasty about it. They just ask, why do we have to do this? We don't want to do that. That's fine. And I've taken my time and explained it. This is how we're doing things right now. Everything we do is subject to change. We're working out best processes for all of this. And here's the thing. We're really creating something that doesn't exist right now. We are really, now we're trying to bring together three technologies and make them available all in one place. So you have live radio, which, you know, I did for 15 years on Sirius. And that's a specific format. You start at a specific time, you end at a specific time. You have callers, you have to go to breaks, all that stuff, commercials. I hate that whole thing. Let, let's throw that out. Let's build a new model. And that's what we're doing. Then you have podcasts. I've talked about this. Almost every podcast on the planet copies every other podcast. It's an hour a week. We have a guest. We record it. We edit it. And then we post it. And you can listen to it. Well, great. But if I only did an hour a week, I think we would have a mutiny. Uh, like I said, people were freaked out because they couldn't hear one hour I might be doing on Twitter. We didn't take anything away. We were adding stuff. But I get it. They I, were all overwhelmed with too many apps. And I... I I get that. So we want to bring together now three technologies that I believe are ideal for us to communicate and get information out to our tribe. And, and I just think it's a win-win for everybody. So we're bringing live radio. It's our live show every day. You listen to it while it's happening. You can call in. That's unusual. Then it's all podcasted because everything's recorded and shows up on the app. It will be there forever. You can listen to it anytime you want. Now we're bringing Twitter Spaces in, which is a different tool. We're able to create a different environment and get more people involved. And I, I got to tell you, I, I'm in really... Now, here's the other thing. I've got to get this under control. The last two days, I have been live for five and a half hours a day. Uh, between, and, and I'm sure it's not going to be that long today. I'll probably end it before that, but that's uh, a lot of content. Five and a half hours a day. Some people, most podcasters don't do that in a month. So I, I can't continue to do five and a half hours every day. I wouldn't get anything else done. And honestly, it's pretty exhausting, but I'm loving it. We're getting a ton of great feedback about it. And, and it's bringing in a lot of new possibilities. I've talked about this idea I have for a show 
Um, and it's really based on social media now on Twitter. And it, it's the title of the show would be something like trucking around the world. And yesterday, we weren't trying, haven't done anything with this idea yesterday, but yesterday on the space, I just happened to notice there's some guy in there from Rwanda and he's a truck driver in Rwanda. And he even, once I kind of said, hey, I kind of gave him a shout out, he requested to come in as a speaker. And we were talking to him about what trucking is like in Rwanda. It's kind of interesting. You know, they had a lot of new equipment, like like kind of European style cab overs that were fairly recent. And yet when we talked to him, I got the feeling that trucking in Rwanda today is kind of like what I've described trucking in my grandfather's days. No interstates, no truck stops, no food. It's kind of bizarre that um, equipment wise, they're really not that far behind Yet in in their in the trucking world over there, it's like 80 years ago here before we had interstates. I thought that was incredibly interesting. I would love to hear um, a, a bunch of uh, Paul's mates from uh, New Zealand and, and talk about New Zealand trucking. And maybe we should get Paul to be the host on that one or at least a co-host with me. And Australia's got a lot of interesting stuff in trucking. Europe, I got to get our European correspondent, Kevin Sullivan or O'Sullivan with us um, uh, on that one, because he's really up on, you know, trucking around Europe. He did that for years. I just think that would be a really fun show. And it's not going to happen any place except Twitter, unless we can build out, and we might, um, if you have to call into our system from these countries, that's not going to work all that well. So right now we could pull off a show like that on Twitter. Uh, Broker Connect, a show I've struggled with for years. I want to make it happen. The first time I tried, we couldn't get callers. The second time I tried, we got callers, but it was truckstop.com and the TIA, and that kind of fell apart. So now we want to bring it back again and I've got a couple things on this idea all coming together as well. Uh, Let me get back to my notes because I made some notes about this last night. I just remembered this. Um, I'm going to spend a little time on this, actually. I've got one call. If you want to jump in, go ahead and line them up. Um, But I want to spend a little time on this concept right now since I don't have a ton of calls waiting. So I'm going to bring several things together here right now. I've been talking a lot... uh, and posting a lot, mostly on Twitter and and our sites about supply and demand and why this is such a hard concept to get our head around in trucking. I used to think, why can't people get supply and demand? It's really easy. But then I realized it's only easy because I understood supply and demand in general and then applied it to trucking where it's quite a bit different. And here's why. One factor that changes this equation in trucking is that, so quick intro lesson on supply and demand. In trucking, demand means how much freight is out there that needs to move by truck. That's the demand. We've just seen the biggest shift in demand that I've ever seen in 40 years. We went from crazy demand, freight everywhere, rates through the roof, 
and the bottom fell out, now we have very little demand and rates are down. If that doesn't prove to people that this is supply and demand, rates are about supply and demand, not brokers, not big carriers, it's about supply and demand. This should have proven it, but people still aren't getting it. What complicates it in trucking, the demand is how much freight needs to be moved. The supply is how many trucks, drivers, and trailers are available to move that type of freight. Now, it gets complicated in trucking because we do have different types of trailers and different types of freight. So there may be a time where the demand for flatbeds is red hot and the demand for expedited is freezing cold or any other combination of all those different kinds of freight. That confuses the issue. There's a bigger issue that's confusing. The supply, remember, is trucks, drivers, and trailers. They move constantly. And something dawned on me last night. If we want to build a more efficient freight system where we minimize empty miles, we maximize rate, we've got to figure out where all the supply is. That's what we're missing. Art of, somebody mentioned, it might have been me, um, that artificial intelligence may help us solve this issue. And then it, it, I figured out, I don't think artificial intelligence could fix this right now. And here's why. We don't know where the majority of the supply is, and we have no way to know. We know where carriers' trucks are. Big carriers monitor their trucks. They have tracking. They work with their shippers, and that, that's, that works well at the big end of things. But we know that 90% of the freight in the country is not moved by big carriers. It's moved by small carriers. We don't know where they are. We've talked in the past about why it's such a good strategy to post your capacity on the load boards, and yet it's almost impossible to get owner-operators to do it. And I understand why they don't want to get their phone blown up by brokers or their email. So we need to solve that problem. Actually, we have already. I'm going to talk about it a little bit today, and then we're going to get a guest on the show probably next week. And this is a Twitter connection I made. I, this finally clicked with me. We don't know where the capacity is because the capacity is all small carriers and they don't tell anybody. It's like they don't want anybody to know where they are. So a couple of things have happened in the last couple of weeks. All of the talk with David Owen and myself, we, we've had several long phone calls, talked through lots of ideas, and we found out about his private broker network. 250 or so brokers that he has been working on for years and years. He's vetted them. He makes those private, that, that private list of brokers available to his members. That's, that's one piece. That's a great piece. And we may work with that list of brokers to bring back Broker Connect. Then there's somebody who I had on uh, my space yesterday and he has a website called Lost Freight and an app called Lost Freight. Now, he spells freight F-R-8, the number eight, F-R and the number eight, freight. So Lost Freight, here's what his app does. It's actually really simple and powerful. So the app is designed to improve communications and 
relationships between small brokers and small carriers. Something we've been talking about forever, and now here's a tool to do it. And we can now use this tool to post your capacity without being blown up by a bunch of brokers you don't want to hear from. The app allows you to control this. If we were to use uh, the the, uh, the guy who wrote this was a broker for seven or eight years now. He's also a software developer, so he wrote this app. Um, and that's what he does now is the app. So if we were to use Reed's app, Lost Freight, and Nastic's network and our tribe, we now have this infrastructure where you can start to build relationships with these brokers that are already vetted And then you can use the app and here's what it does. You just kind of, the app knows where you are and you just post to your brokers where you are. That it's really as simple as that. And then, and then there's just easy communication tools in there. And what he's developed is exactly what I've been asking for, for a long time. I said, I don't want these, these apps and digital brokers that are trying to replace the relationship completely. From the broker's end, they want to automate all of this stuff because that's how they make money. They have to move loads in bulk. They don't make a bunch of money on each load. I know owner-operators think they do. They don't. You have to have volume as a brokerage. So from the brokerage side, they want to use this to just be able to move more and more loads. Uh, And that's where Convoy and the digital brokers are going. I I think that's a mistake. I think that's a race to the bottom on both rates and quality. I want the technology to enhance the relationship, not replace it. Let's make it easier for a small broker and a small carrier to work together. But there still is going to be a relationship there, a direct relationship between the two human beings, not your AI bot talking to my AI bot. That, I think, is a race to the bottom. And that's going to happen in our industry. It's already happening. I want to go create a different environment where we're using these tools to enhance the relationship and provide better service to the ultimate customer, the shipping community. Um, I posted an idea yesterday, and I know it's a crazy idea, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Um, I, I came up, if we're going to do Broker Connect and we're going to work with these tools and we're going to build relationships, let's go one more step. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know, we'll call it um, Take Your Partner to Work Day. I want some of our small brokers who are looking to build good relationships with owner operators and small carriers to have a program where when they go on a sales call, they take an owner operator with them. Go see what it's like to go sell freight to the customer and and listen to the complaints they have and what you have to do to service that customer. Then, Then go out on a broker with a cold call a customer you don't know, have no relationship with, and you have to walk in the door and try to sell them. I think it would give owner operators and small carriers an appreciation of what's happening on that side. And then on the other side, I want owner operators who are able to take a broker with them, not on a full trip, just for the pickup or delivery part. Let them see what you have to deal with on these loads. I think if we could pull that off, that would be an awesome program. Um, I'm going to go to the phones. I've only got one call right now. It seems odd, although sometimes that happens when I'm talking. 
I'd like to believe that people don't want to dial the phone. They just want to sit back and listen. But we'll see. Um, I'm done. I'm going to go to the phones. And um, we've got a half hour here for calls. So jump in and join us. We're going to get started in Massachusetts today. AJ, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a... I'm definitely one of those that just like to sit back and listen. I'm a professional listener. Yeah, uh, Why well, you jumped in though? In Thank lately, you. Getting on yeah. the spaces. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm trying to work on my uh, outward skills. Good. Uh, good. You know, verbally rather than because I'm a good listener, professional, mastered that. But I got to get better at talking, hey, collecting my thoughts, putting them out. You know what? I have the opposite problem, and and it's not good either. I mean, I have to work on that. I, I even use the phrase, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should listen twice as much as we talk. That's a challenge for me, though. I talk a lot. I talk over people. I know I do. It's just, it's how I am. I, it's like I can't stop my brain and then my brain engages my mouth and I just start talking. So I spend time sometimes working on trying to be a better listener. Right. Yeah. Well, lucky, luckily for us, you got a lot uh, of good things to say and, and to be learned from. So it's not a, a terrible problem. <laughs> good. What's on your mind today? Um, so before I get to what I, what I called about, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting the brokers and, and the owner operators and uh, carriers uh, together in different different medias. Um, it's it's going to, uh, I think, open up a lot of uh, avenues for different people. You know, so some people listen to the show, some people listen to, you know, just a different realm of uh, individuals. They're on Twitter, they're on social media more and not so much um, individual or not individual apps, but, you know, listening to the show. Yeah, and I know. Jamie made the point in a tweet earlier about, you know, one of his favorite brokers listening yesterday, which otherwise may or may not have listened to the show and just getting that information out to them. Yep. Great point. And I know there are people who are frustrated with Twitter and spaces and everything we're doing. And I just all I want to say is just relax. Uh, we've got this. We're going to make a bunch of mistakes right now. I promise you that that's my business model. We are trying to build something nobody else has built. It doesn't exist. And and we realize it. I, I told the programmers, you've got to get this app done for us. But keep in mind, as you are developing and programming, I believe that we have a new business model and a product here. There's about a gazillion podcasts today, and lots of them could benefit from the platform we're building. So first priority is get it done for us, but I wanted it in their mind. Don't program in a way or do something that's going to make it harder later on. Just keep that in the back of your mind as you're programming. So so we're going to make a lot of mistakes. I want to. I want to make a lot of mistakes really quickly so we can get through this, figure out the best path forward. I can't go copy what somebody else has done. It doesn't exist. We're building a, a whole new infrastructure here that nobody else has. Nobody has an app out there that you can listen to Twitter spaces on. We do now. I just finished it yesterday. Right. So I didn't do the app. Our programmers are doing the app and Aaron's doing that, but I, I'm doing the the technical stuff on my side on getting the audio everywhere it needs to go. And we pulled it off. That doesn't exist anywhere else. At some point, we have it on our roadmap for the app. 
we may, we haven't decided yet, we may allow you to add other podcasts to the app that you want to listen to. That it not, they won't even be in our network. We don't care who they are. They could be anybody. And you would have the ability to add that show to the app if you only want to use one app to listen to podcasts. That, that's on our roadmap. It may happen. So we're, I get it. It's frustrating sometimes for the listeners to have to work through all of this stuff with us, but I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to work out well. Uh, I think the main, uh, one of the most important I'm looking forward to is the small amount of brokers that are out there that really want to do a good job and have a relationship with carriers and like, and, and on the other side, carriers is a small amount that really want to have a good relationship with a good broker, it, I feel like both of those are as a small percentage in, on either side that want to get together, and it's important to get them together. Yeah, and um, like Reed's, and, you know, like Reed's Lost Freight is doing a good job, I believe, of that. Yeah, and, and and I, I don't believe in coincidences. I think things happen for a reason, and I use the phrase all the time: um, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And opportunity is always there. I, I just spent the last couple of months trying to get prepared for a lot of things and things came together. Uh, a month ago, I didn't know about Nastic's private broker list. A month ago, I didn't know about Freed's, uh, uh, Reed's app, Lost Freight. I, now I know about those two things and it fits perfectly with what we've been trying to build around the broker issue. Yeah, I've also learned uh, just in the last couple of weeks um, a, a tremendous amount of stuff going on as I move to, I'm not moving now, but I'm in the future going to be trying to move from Landstar to my own authority. You and, know, uh, this is all this stuff that, and then you mentioned yesterday that you helped a guy do that and all that hard work that you had him doing. And I'm like, Oh, I, I got something new on the horizon to look forward to. Yeah. So but I, prepared I, to do. I'll also tell you that guy is wildly successful. He's got his own customer base and he is just rocking it. Uh, and that was a guy that was, when he first called me, he was making 14 cents a mile in a lease purchase program. And he didn't know it. He knew he yeah, was I going, I heard that story a couple he times. knew he was going broke, but he couldn't figure out why. And he called me and I said, look, let me do your accounting. I did his accounting for him. I came back a week later and said, I, I can't even believe you're eating. Uh, you're making 14 cents a mile. And the good news is if you can survive on that, I have got a plan for you. And he was able to survive. We, so we worked with him. We got him out of the lease purchase. We got him his money in order. We got him over to Landstar, got him a good truck. And he just ran from there and just doing fantastic has been for years. He called recently. He lost his customer freight because of the downturn. That's what happens. And he he was able to pick right back up and he's doing fine. Uh, so that that was a great story. We, we would love to see more of that kind of stuff happen. Um, I had another. Oh, yeah. Here, here's what it is. Uh, I think part of why people are frustrated is they feel like I, I'm changing everything too fast. I actually had one person post. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, I appreciate the feedback. Um, I get it. Here's why it's happening like this. What have I been saying since 2018? There's a big downturn coming. There's a big transition coming in trucking. There's a big disruption coming. Can't predict exactly when it's going to happen or where it is, but I think I know it now. 
it's here and it's going to be AI. We said it was technology all along, but I thought maybe it was like digital brokers and autonomous trucks and electric trucks. And it, those all happened and didn't really change much of anything. And, and I don't think they will be a big disruptor. I think they will just happen slowly over time. I think we finally now know what the big disruptor is going to be. I, I believe it's going to be AI. So I've been saying pay down debt, save cash, and then wait for the bottom and start looking for opportunities. Well, guess what I'm seeing every single day right now? Opportunities. They're here. We're prepared. We're not as prepared as I'd like to be. Uh, a year of not really generating a whole bunch of revenue has, has put us in not as good of a position as we would have been a year ago to take advantage of this, but but we're okay we're prepared and, and it, it's going to look like we're just pulling shit out of our ass. I, I'm not. All of these ideas have been on my idea list for a long time. It now is just the time to start doing them. Yeah. Yeah. It's stories like that guy's success that, you know, make me want to do everything that you have been doing. And, um, and, and, you know, and it's something, it's not just, Hey, you know, do this. It's not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be a lot on, it's all on me. So I'm I'm in control of my own fate. Absolutely. You know, here's Um, every time you talk, I I think of somebody else. Um, here's another one. And I'm not really trying to justify Twitter. We're going to be using it. People will get over it or they won't. I made a connection with a tribe member that I haven't heard from in years. And he's got such a great story. I love every time he talks and he talks a lot on spaces. He, 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 I don't know that he's ever called the radio show. I'd have to ask him if he did way back when. Um, I believe he came to a CMC the first time in 2014. And I think he came again in 2015. And he had 10 or 12 trucks. He's now got 80 trucks and he has one of the most interesting trucking businesses I've seen. It's TJ's out in Southern California and he's he's yeah, TJ. he's basically a wine distributor. So he, he's got a lot going on, but he's now got 80 some trucks. He's got an awesome operation. And man, that guy has got killer business ideas. Yeah, yeah he's hit, a few, he's hit some snags and, and uh, overcome them. And it's great to hear all those, uh, you know, how his mind works and yeah, so great, uh, so great decisions. There's a great resource if somebody wants to learn more, more about growing a fleet. He's been wildly successful at it. He shares all of his ideas, but yet he he was not active on the live show at all. Not even when I was on Sirius. Like I said, I don't know if he ever called the show. I don't think he did. We met him at CMC. I talked to him. I got to know him. And then he was just kind of gone. Well, now... He's the most active caller we have on Twitter Spaces. I mean, he will become a, a regular, a co-host, a guest. He's got so much to offer. It wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gone back to Twitter. Yep, which is uh, exactly to my point. Oh, you're starting to happen calling the show, and it's there. You go. You're uh, back. Yeah, I'm going to the Berkshires, so I'm going. I'll go climbing the mountain out in the Berkshires. Um, so, what I called about was I started yesterday with. Um, hopefully, I hold the signal. Put, all right. I started yesterday with, uh, you know, a little bit of my story of Landstar. It was kind of like a warning to those that are in coming, you know, coming up. I fell into that trap. I swore I wouldn't do, and that's spend more money than I was making. 
seeing it come through and, and be like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And I used the profit gauges to see that before it got too bad, to see the numbers changing before it was uh, unfixable. Congratulations. So, so that, that's what I was That's what I was calling about yesterday. I never really got to that point. Yeah. We had that guy call from Rwanda. Oh, you know, I know. Chime in, so everything got great. Yeah. Plus, I came to the house, so I was like, you know what? I'll just call later or, or bring it up tomorrow on, on spaces. So. Perfect. Yeah, you just got to, you know, seeing those numbers change and it's like, whoa, hey, hold on a minute. I got to, I got to time out. Exactly. And, uh, so now I'm in recovery mode. So I push back, you know, my time. I've been with Landstar two years. I told you, you know, earlier about how I went from learning to stop doing this and do that. And then, um, you know, now I'm, now I'm pretty much on a dedicated run where these loads never even hit the board and the agent calls me on, you know, every Thursday. Hey, next week, good for you. Yep. Those two loads. So I'm down to two rounds a week, one round covers my business i can live off run around but i do too the rest is just gravy so uh nice. you know trying to trying to do all that stuff and i'm willing to help anybody who wants to try to you know figure out how to do that you know there you I'm go hold their hand but right i'm willing to give advice on that on that side so excellent other than that that's all i had today all right that's all we need thanks for the call we're gonna the we got a bunch of calls now so i am going to oh Morgan already did it for me. We uh, turned off the calls, so don't don't keep dialing. We have plenty of calls. In fact, I need to kind of get through them here. Um, again, I had uh, a couple comments yesterday that we had calls on the line. We have to leave them. I hate doing that. I really do. On Sirius, that happened every single day. Every day when we ended the show, there were calls there. I never liked it. Try not to do it here, but it's not always easy. You think you can get through two calls in 10 minutes and one call takes you 15. Uh, but I like to spend time with people if I need to. So we're going to go to Utah. Ray, welcome to the program. Yeah, I'd like to kind of share what we do with our brokers and how we have a good relationship with them. Good. Uh, uh, what we do, we, we only use broke. We have really just one. We have a couple brokers, but one we work a lot. And that's only maybe 10% of our business. The rest is direct. But we don't look at the broker as a, a broker. Uh, we look at them as our sales rep. So we don't have to have a full-time salesperson, but we work with them and build a relationship and let them do the work and pay them. We're happy to pay them for their services because they're doing the legwork and we're getting good freight from them. And we're getting a lot higher rate. We're still at the three buck a mile rate because we never jumped on the bandwagon of leaving them when it got $5 the rate. That model uh, is, I believe, ideal for a small carrier. It, it You have got what I think is just about the ideal situation. Uh, a good amount of customer direct freight, a broker or two that you have a really good relationship with and you use them as your sales agent. I've talked about this. I've even seen contracts where they get a set percentage on all the freight they move through you. And it's it's really a great setup. I love that model. Yeah, one of the things we really like is they're honest with it. We don't ask what they're making on it, but they'll tell us that, hey, this customer's pulling back. They want to ship this for this amount of money. Uh, how many loads do you want of this? And, and we can give you this many at the higher rate. And we work with them. They're honest with us. We've never asked them what they make. Like, we don't care. But exactly. We right. love the Why? relationship. And yes, we've had, we've had bad brokers that. Of course. 
Of course. And the hard work is getting through the bad brokers and building that network of good brokers. And it's not easy. I've never said it is. But in my opinion, it's necessary and it's beneficial. Just go do the hard work. It's no different than people say, oh, you say I have to build a relationship with a shop, except the shop I go to sucks. I know. Go find another one. And if that one sucks, go find another one. And how many times are we going to do this? Until we well, find a you good were one. Saying small care. Exactly. And you're saying people don't like to share the broker. I ain't saying my broker's name and I'm not saying what we haul because I don't want to give it away. Exactly. We I wouldn't a either. Relationship and we see other people. Yeah, we see other people haul their stuff. And uh, but, you know, I think in a lot of ways, it's easier to have a broker at times than it is direct freight because direct freight, oh, man, you're cool. what do you need right now? And I really don't want to work on Memorial Day, but there's a customer that needs it. And you're going to run. That's a good point. And direct customers are demanding. Somebody has to service that customer. They have questions. They want to know what's going on. They want to know where their freight is. They want to know why their freight isn't delivered yet. And if you have to constantly be dealing with your direct customers, it's hard to get any other work done. So the broker takes that away from you. Now you have freight that they deal with all those headaches. Yeah, we have 70 trailers at one place we do freight. And going into the holiday, they call us at 5 o'clock last night and say, we need five more trailers. We don't have five more trailers. Exactly. So we go rent five more trailers to keep them out. That ain't fun. No. But we do it. And uh, I could go on and on, but I want to give an idea. I think this is the exciting thing about that new show, uh, the broker show, is because we'd love to help. The owner offers the, the good ones would love to help saying, hey, I run this area. Well, let's build this customer together. Exactly. You win, I win. And you, we'll take the stress off because it's always delivered. And that to me is a contract that just ain't signed. And we've had good success that way. And, and let's compare it. So brokers, freight brokers did not exist for the most part until after deregulation. So the freight broker industry is newer than the computer industry. That's one thing we should probably understand. So is it a little chaotic? Yeah, it's a new industry. It's still young when you think about it. Even 30 years old is young when you look at trucking has been around for 130 years. So it's still a fairly new industry. Didn't exist really until the early 80s. But since the early 80s, that's what, um, 40 some years, this model hasn't changed. Small carriers and owner operators do nothing but bitch about brokers. That, that's the norm. And I will say small, care, small brokers do a lot of bitching about owner operators. It, where has it gotten us? Has that system gotten better over the years or has it actually gotten worse? It's gotten worse. I, I used to be a broker in the late 80s, early 90s. It wasn't this bad at all. I mean, I didn't have problems making, building relationships with owner operators. I had tons of them. That was when we were trip leasing still. And I, I had my office at a hotel I rented a hotel room, took all the furniture out of it, made it into an office right next to a little truck stop, which was a common thing back then, because when you trip leased, you had to come and get my signs. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of people who remember that. Mm-hmm. But that was it. the yep. relationship wasn't bad back then like that. 
it's actually gotten far worse over these decades. So when, when does it become insanity? When do we keep doing the same thing, thinking we're going to get a different result? I think we've blown way past insanity. It's time to try something different. I, I agree 100%, and I could go on and on, but one quick thing. I love the Twitter space because it. I even don't mind paying when you go to that because it's kind of like we're too busy. We're out driving. We're fixing trucks. This gives us an opportunity to network all over the U.S., even the world, and if we pay, it's kind of like we're getting – we're working together, and if we could get brokers on that where we kind of have our group that's willing to pay – and network, I think that's exciting and fun stuff. That's what we're working on. And it's going to happen fast. I mean, I already have brokers lined up. Um, we've got Nastic on board. We've got this, this software piece on board that makes this really work well. This, it's already happening, and I think it's going to happen pretty quick. I'm excited about it. Well, I'll let you go get the other cars. I'd like to give a shout out to a great broker, but I ain't saying who it is. So, <laughs> Good day for the brokers. Thanks for all their work. All right. Thanks for the call. I love it. Let's, uh, let's go to Oklahoma. Howdy. Howdy. I heard you mention my right. name, so uh, I thought did, it was a good idea. But the only drawback is the time difference. Because in New Zealand at the moment, it's, 10 to 4 tomorrow morning and over there in Perth, Australia, it's 10 to midnight tonight. <laughs> so let, let, uh, let's, um, I, I think we can make that work though, because if it's four o'clock in the morning right now, then four hours from now, it's eight o'clock in the morning and it's really only noon or one here for okay, me. Yeah, that, that could work. still work. Yeah. 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 I can think of some guys that might be interested in doing it. So Yeah. And you're the perfect host. So you have a new job. You didn't even apply. How much will I get paid? <laughs> as, How much will you pay me? <laughs> as much as I get paid. Okay. Right. <laughs> as much as I get paid for my radio time. There you go. Which is the same that you pay me for my call time. <laughs> exactly. <Figured>. Right. <laughs> That's why we have to figure yeah. out a way to monetize this. And, and no, I am serious about this. At some point, I would like to be able to pay these hosts. I don't expect them to do this yep. for free. Now, they're getting good exposure. You know, Joel has uh, alpha drivers. This is good exposure for him. Um, all of us that, that are on the air, we're kind of the, the, I hate the word expert. I really hate the word guru. I don't know what I should call these people, but, uh, just getting the exposure. Efficiency people. Yeah. Something. Efficiency people. Right, we'll come up with something. Um, yep. everybody who becomes a host or a guest is getting lots and lots of exposure and they're actually finding new opportunities. But at some point I know money talks. I would love to be able to build this out so I could pay my host. I got to figure out how to build it out so I can pay me first, though. Well, uh, as as most people know, I drive one of the ugliest aerodynamic trucks out here at Automobile Caller. Yes. But I started when it was really when Joel came on and started talking about that's when I well, when you started talking about fuel efficiency and slowing down. Well, I did that, but nothing else. I thought, well, nothing else really going to work. And Steve Crone and he's like, I got nothing for you. But even this year, I met up with him at Louisville, and he's like, yeah, you could make some changes that would probably make it better, but I'll become a lot more interested in aerodynamics, which is kind of ironic, or maybe uh, not. Well, yeah, I, the ugliest aerodynamics. 
I don't think it is. I think it's a great idea. You know, we, we've talked about the heavy haulers a lot who get four, four and a half miles to the gallon, and then they get the attitude, why, get, why would I, I, I work on... Right, I know. But, and, and then their attitude is, well, why would we work on fuel economy? We get a great rate and our fuel economy sucks. The, 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 the yeah. ironic yeah. part about this is if they make little changes to their fuel economy, it adds up to big dollars. It, that, yeah. Those are the people who should be working hardest on fuel economy and they just ignore it or the car haulers. Like you said, we ignored it. Why try to work on aerodynamics? Well, why not? If you can make a small improvement, why not make it? And if you're getting four and a half miles to the gallon and we get you to five, that is a huge improvement. It saves you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah well, if, if I go below five, that's like a really bad day for me. But Good. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a few times where it, I'm just real heavy or real windy or something like that or Occasionally, it's like, oh, I got to go to make it to get empty. Uh, I'll just sort of, oh, well, I'll sacrifice this, but I'll be ahead at the end of it. So yep. sometimes you just got to do it. But yeah, but uh, yesterday I was 62 mile an hour pretty much all day long. So at just under 81,000, and I got the green light at every single way station to proceed to the interstate. So yeah. Awesome. Yep. It was legal on axle. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'll carry on. All right. Go make delivery. We'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks. Go go drop off some cars. Let's go to South Carolina this time. Terrence, welcome. What's up, Kev? I got a thing about the dental kit, but I, I just wanted to broker talk. I, I used to own my own straight job. That's how I got started, in-home delivery. I had I had always had a phone in my truck. When I got out of that and I went into I went, went to uh, work for a garbage company, hauling garbage for uh, Wills Transport, did that, and then I went to a uh, to a, to a pursuit, a place called Pursuit Transport, and they paid ninety cents a mile all miles. At that time, it was fine, but they were, they had their own freight. They did stuff, but they were part of Plymouth Rock, the non-union side of it. But they used brokers to keep us because they they were paying us ninety cents a mile for all miles, so they backfilled you with stuff. Right. And I had a phone back I, since nineteen eighty seven. So when they gave me a broken number to call, I had a book. I wrote the book. I wrote the, I wrote a phone number down the book. There you go. I'm in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Here's my, all right, they gave me Mark 7. All right, I, I know I'm going to North Carolina on this trip. I pick up the phone. I dial. I talk to that. I got to, I made more things. I would, people do that. And I would just call them, hey, man, I'm in the area. I couldn't, hey. I couldn't negotiate the, the price. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, got, I, I couldn't right. do that. Right. But. I had somebody that I could call again. I, I didn't have to stop. I mean, I paid big money for my phone. Uh, don't get me wrong. But I, uh, when I was in the area, I was able to go down the road, call somebody and put myself in a position to make the money. So I, when these guys talk about how to hate brokers and brokers, I never, you know, I'm, I'm no, I don't longer own any trucks. I'm, I'm a company driver, but I just, I hear this and it's like, you know, years ago you could, like you, you just said it. You, you had to have those, you know what I mean? Right. That was it. Right. You, you, you didn't have hate and that. discontent. You, you got, you got your money to make them, you know what I mean? That was it. That's what they were there for. Both, well, and, both and people to make money. We didn't have load boards yet. We had dial a truck, the screens at the truck stop. I hated that whole system. Yep. So yeah. So let's, um, we're almost out of time here. Let's get real quick to the dental kit. I got to wrap this up today. Oh my God, Kev. So I, I, when I got it, I'm like, 
Because this is the sensation, like the, the brushing, you, you, said, you said it. You're looking for for foam and all that, but the, the minute you, you're done, it's like, I don't know. It's it's not amazing. That's all I can say. It's amazing. I, I, I get it. It's so. hard to describe. It just is. You have to experience it. It's one of those things where you go, my mouth just feels right. It, it's never felt quite yep. like this before, and it feels right. You know, it doesn't feel like I just scrubbed yep. my mouth with a bunch of chemicals, which is what other toothpaste feels <laughs> to me like now. Um, it, it, I don't know. It feels natural. It, it's it, uh, it's hard to describe. You just have to experience it. But we, this is the feedback we get from everybody on this. It's why we can't keep them in stock. I also, um, I, I'm going to go from that. I'm going to cut you loose. I'm going to go from that to, yeah, I need to make a little money now. So I'm going to take the last couple minutes of the show here, uh, talk about the special we've got this weekend, tell you about what we're doing on Twitter, and then we are going to uh, roll right into trucking technology and efficiency. If you want to join us on Twitter, you can. All you have to do, though, is keep listening to the live stream on the app, and we will be right back. Minutes after we drop off here, we should be right back on Twitter, as long as my technology holds up today. Uh, So we'll see you there. But... I got to make a little money. Come on over to the support the store and support us. And I'm going to give you the best reason ever. Um, I think Lisa has lost her mind. Actually, we need to clear out a bunch of inventory. Stuff that's been around. Good stuff. This has been around for a while. And, and Lisa put together a huge holiday flash sale up to 50% off on stuff. There's some really nice apparel, shirts. Now, a lot of this stuff, like I said, we're clearing out inventory. So there might be a specific shirt on sale and the only size we have is medium. That's that's why we're doing a lot of this. We, we've got to clean out some room, bringing in new products, and we want you to get an awesome deal on it. If you just go to letstruck.com, when you land there, All of the stuff on sale is displayed right there. Take you 30 seconds to scroll through it and say, I use a lot of that. I'm going to buy it while it's on sale. Or I've always wanted one of those. Now's the time to get it. Um, So let's have a a big blowout. Give me a little cash flow to work on some products here. So head on over to the store, letstruck.com. You could even do it between now and the time I come back from the Twitter for the Twitter space. And then you can tell me what you bought while we're in the Twitter space. So if you want to participate in the Twitter space, you have to be live on Twitter. We haven't figured out the call in part of that yet, although I'm working on it. So is the team right now. If you want to participate as a speaker, ask a question, you would have to be in Twitter itself. If you want to listen, you don't have to do anything different. What will happen is I'll end this show. The live stream will go back to a recording for a couple minutes. And then the next thing you'll hear is hopefully uh, is the live stream coming from the Twitter feed. I'm going to wrap this up and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Joel, Henry and Jamie, I believe, will be joining me and a whole bunch of other people. The beauty of a Twitter space. I can have uh, 10 other people on with me uh, and as many as we want listening. So we'll see you in just a couple minutes. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.